0: All right. So Arjuna's mindset, pity, despondency, agitation, dejection, eyes full of tears, losing all hope, no sense of purpose, depression, all of them. Visible signs of depression, which we all experience in our lives even today. And we can experience it Visible signs, body gives those signs, the limbs fail, mouth is parched, sweating, quivering, hand standing on end, all of them. So lesson one, the emotional mind is very strong and it covers our intellect like a thick black cloud covering the sun. These are the signs of depression that we should start looking for. The word depression may be pretty big, but at the end of the day, it is that the emotional mind is presenting itself in that particular fashion to us. Now, what happens? The intellect becomes convoluted when the emotional mind is stronger. It tries to justify like what Arjuna tried to justify. We also try to justify our own actions. We put forth different arguments That will justify our point of view, without any sufficient logical basis, we will alter facts, we will create opinions to suit our emotional turbidity. That's the reality of it. The sentiments cloud our understanding, the emotions rule us. And there's a strong sense of ego that's attached whenever we express our emotions. Just as Arjuna expressed it, how can I kill my relatives? This is called a split personality syndrome. The perception, action, sense organs, the emotional mind, the intellectual mind, all of them, they are not aligned together. This split personality happens when we, the, when the emotions are strong. So lesson number two, when we are not mentally integrated, our efforts dissipate like clouds in a bright sun. This is in our life as well. Now, most of us don't seek the right kind of help for our mental well-being. Right help can come only from scriptures, not through paid psychoanalysis help. Arjuna finally gives up. He surrenders to the superior intellect. He trusts Krishna's supremacy. Lesson number three, success, surrender is very hard. But when one surrenders, it becomes very, very easy. Either surrender to a parent, trusted friend, or relative, or plainly to your inner conscience. What is inner conscience? It is the sense of the big I of who you truly are. Not the sense we have of the small I that identifies itself with the body, senses, mind, or intellect. But how do we know that there is a big I within me? We have to ask the question, who am I? And analyze with a very, very simple framework. The framework is the subject is different from the objects. And when we ask that question, and when when you know that the subject is standing apart from the objects, That is who you are. Heat and cold, happiness and sadness, praise and criticism, success and failure are all experienced by us. But they are not me. By the same logic of subject is different from objects. They are all finite because the very fact that heat and cold come together one after the other, success will have to come after a failure and vice versa. They're all finite in time, space, or in relationship. This too shall pass. Lesson four, even if we don't trust anyone, trust that inner conscience. Recognize that it is there and ask, what would that inner conscience want me to do in my current state of depression? Now, why should one trust a Trust the inner conscience. Is there such a thing? Why don't I experience that? If there is happiness, if that is happiness, if that is eternal, that is consciousness, and that is my real nature, then why don't I feel it? Are there any preparations I need to do? Krishna says, yes. Karma yoga, bhakti yoga, jnana yoga are the rungs of the ladder to know and become satchitananda, the eternal existence consciousness and bliss nature. Preparing the body senses is the prerequisite to karma yoga. And karma yoga is the first step, which leads you to bhakti yoga and then to jnana yoga. Lesson five, like in all knowledge acquisition, we need to prepare. Mind is the biggest obstacle as well as the most important instrument we have to acquire this knowledge about the big I, our true nature. This is the life worth living, anchored to an unchanging goalpost, meandering around, using life situations as learning and growing opportunities, and overcoming the mental doubts, confusion, and expanding our mind to include everything in the sense of I. Small I becoming the big I in three steps through Karma Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, and Jnana Yoga. That's my summary for Chapter 2, Hari Om Tatsat.